What's up, man? What's going on, Tim? Oh. Hoping, hoping we can right the ship. Yeah. Um, Rough week. This week. Yeah, I don't even think. Have you ever heard the expression, uh, no spit, no lube, sandpaper finish? Oh, I've heard it. I yeah, know what it means. Well, yeah. Well, that's, that's the kind of, <laughs> kind of weekend it was. Yeah, I won a single bet on the weekend, and I think I had eight bets. So it was it was tough nonetheless, but new card, pay-per-view here, title fight. Got a few shots yeah. here, so chances to right the ship and chances to see some some banger fights too. We got a little down under action, baby. I know, and and just just so I can get this out of the way, I already put in uh, Australian round robin. Oh man, nope. I don't. I don't know why. I don't know why I didn't do it for this last card in France, especially after seeing um, the Canadian card, where they just caught fire. Um, I think some of those it doesn't hurt. So we'll see what happens. I I strongly believe if it goes if it's a close fight and it goes to the judges, they I feel like they got that that home field advantage. They're gonna lean a little bit. Because of the crowd pop, so I, I already put it. In. I already, I already put it in. So we saw. I mean, France last weekend they, looked fucking they great. It. Yeah, man, Saint Denis absolutely murdered Thiago Moises. Blew me away. Yeah. I didn't expect that. I, I, yeah, there's a lot of things on that card I didn't expect, but it's hey, these are fist fights, man, and, yeah. and at the highest level. And the only thing we could do is try and find a slight edge. But, um, yeah, it's 50-50. This is high class. One shot can can change the whole outcome of a fight. The cool thing to remember, too, is, is, I mean, we were crushing it for, like, two months there. And we were, you know, withdrawing shit from DraftKings for a while there. We were one fight away from hitting, you know, I think it was twice. We were one fight away from almost hitting the full card or, you know, 10-leg parlays. So, we were there. We we just had one bad card, and I think I think this week we'll have a dog of the week. We'll have a lock of the week, and uh, for me personally, I'm I'm feeling pretty solid. I got a heavy one, single heavy bet for this card, and then a couple smaller ones. But uh, I'm talking Sean O'Malley size bets, which Sean O'Malley was my biggest bet of the the year. I see on Twitter people talk like max bet and shit. I don't know. I just put money on them, and Sean O'Malley, I had a lot of money on. And yeah. this week we've got another another guy with a lot of money, but we'll see. Should we start at the bottom this week? I didn't really like starting yeah. at the top I, last week. Yeah, I know I didn't either, and that was that was the worst uh, worst performance <laughs> we've ever had. We no, fucked no up the juju. The yeah. We did. We did. I don't know. I don't know why. Why we? You know what? I know why we did it. Cause switch it up. We tried it. I didn't like it. You didn't like it. But hey, it's a it's a no thank you bite. You know what I mean? Try it. If you don't like it, you don't have to do it again. Exactly. All right. So right off the rip here, um, this is not that big of a card, uh, uh, fight wise. Um, I'm not talking names, but there's only twelve fights on this card. Yeah, and a lot of them are so, are smaller names. 
Um, I think this field, this card feels a little kind of like they slapped it together. It feels like a fight uh, night. It it does, it does with Izzy at the helm, and I think that was, I don't know, the promotion for it wasn't all that all that good. Um, but nonetheless, here we are, and we're starting it off with uh, Kevin Gisette versus Kiefer Crosby. Big Daddy from Ireland. Yeah. He's from SBG. Yeah. I I know. Listen, these Irish guys are killing me. They're they're killing me. Yeah. Um but this is um Giuseppe is is a city kickboxing guy. So he's uh expat from from France now in uh, Australia, uh, or is that New Zealand over at at City Kickboxing? So none of these fights really really do it for me. Um, but just for just for the the gym's sake, um, I don't have him in my my Australia uh, parlay. But um, I think this should be a pretty a pretty easy win for Giuseppe, especially. Um, I mean, his first time in the UFC, he is he is a little bit younger. Um, but this kid, Big Daddy Kiefer Crosby, I mean, he's already had a shot at Bellator. Um, I think he won maybe one out of three fights in Bellator, but then he's fighting back on uh, like the regional scene and stuff like that. I I really have no interest um, in this fight. Uh, Gisette is the the favorite, but even still, man, you know I think this is a, a near pick'em. So so if I had to, I would take Gisette, but I really I think we're just gonna see some some nice finishes and and getting us uh, up to the main card. Yeah, this is just a big, hard pass for me. We saw Crosby, old Big Daddy, uh, got a finish over Alex Oliveira. But Alex Oliveira, I mean, over the hump. Yeah, he's 100 with 101 kids. And Crosby, like you said, he had his chance at Bellator. He fucked it up. He's 33 years old, so he's not really putting together any new skill sets at this point. So uh, I'm going to go with Giuseppe here. Yes, he he's coming off of three wins. He's eight and two. He's at City Kickboxing, uh, and after last weekend, I think being a Frenchman in the UFC helps you out a little bit. So uh, just set for me, but again, I just think it's a shitty a shitty fight to bet on. So if you're looking for a bet, I would just save your money, go somewhere else. Yeah, is now is Crosby? I didn't look into it. Has he always been at SBG? Um, I don't know if we can. I think he has been. That. Yeah, I or, think he has or been. Or is this like a uh, uh, Johnny Walker? I don't think so. Know, I don't think so. Let's look um, and see. No, I'm pretty sure. Uh, ooh, he has a loss to Mike Jackson. That's pretty bad. Um, I think, yeah, I don't know I if mean, we can look just, into it. 
but I think he, was, he has. He been. was doing he was doing okay in Bellator up until that Mike Jackson fight. He had he had two wins, but we're talking 2018-2019. Yeah. Um, when he was 28. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, listen, I mean his amateur record is is all over the place. Um he's 5 and 5 as an amateur. That's crazy. <laughs> yeah, you're probably not going to win many UFC fights when you're five and five as an amateur. You know, yeah, yeah he fought uh, old cowboy Oliveira, Aaron Chalmers. That was a, a he fought him recently in the uh, exhibition uh, boxing. I mean, I don't know, I don't know. He just did that. I don't know why why he was doing that but dude's all over the place to be honest yeah it, to me it doesn't it doesn't make make sense to me but hey to each their own um hopefully we'll just see some action we'll see a good fight but yeah i have i have no no interest on any of the lines um i will be interested to see how um Gisette does. Um to see if Me we too. can uh, I think he's the better prospect of the two. I know, I know, but at thirty years old fighting, you know I don't know, man. Uh you know, a thirty year old welterweight. I mean yeah. I guess it's not too bad, but it's the bottom it's me, the bottom fight for a reason. I mean, who knows yeah. either of them go anywhere, probably not, but Well that's the whole thing. He's a city kickboxing guy. So yeah. it's almost like, like I said, when they kind of put this card together, it's, it's like, shit, we need some fighters. You know, who's in, who's in your gym that could fight in September? And it's it's an attempt at a showcase, too, because a lot of these city kickboxing guys are fighting people that they shouldn't be fighting. Like, there's a couple yeah. there's a couple that are fighting people way better than them, and there's a couple that are fighting people not as good as them. So, yeah, you know, who fucking knows? But... Uh, Second fight on the card, Shane Young, Gabriel Miranda. Shane Young coming off of three losses. Blake Builder, Omar Morales, and Ludovic Klein. Honestly, all three of them are okay. They're decent. Yeah. Um, Gabriel Miranda coming off that loss to Benoit Saint-Denis, who we know is a dog. Um, and before that, he was on the regional scene. This is interesting. It's an interesting fight for me. Um I think this is another one that I'm not very interested in betting. Let me check the updated odds. Yeah, Shane Shane Young is minus 160 right now, so pretty similar to what it was. I don't really like Shane Young all that much, um, but I think that gap gets bridged with him being a city kickboxing guy fighting in his backyard here. Gabriel Miranda, I'm not the biggest fan of. 33 years old, you know, not not showing us much in his last fight against Benoit Saint-Denis, but Benoit Saint-Denis is a dog. Uh, I think, you know, for the sake of a pick, I'll probably take Miranda here, um, to be completely honest. I'll take Miranda here. Not confident at all, though. It's it's strictly just a pick for this. Kind of fading Shane Young and, and his weird nipple hair, if you see that picture, dude. He's got, like, a beard on his nipple. In his topology picture here. So uh, I'll fade Shane Young. Don't love Gabriel Miranda, but that's the pick for me. Um, 
this is this is starting uh, the the Aussie parlay for me. Um, I'm on Shane Young. The only loss that I'm really um, when I say Aussie, just to clarify. Yeah, they'd get um, mad at you. <laughs> Australian. If you're from Australia uh, or New Zealand, just for this instance, I'm going to refer to it as the Aussie parlay. So Australian, New Zealand parlay. Um, this is the the first one. I'm going to take um, Shane Young. I'm not a fan of the Blake Builder loss. Yeah, Builder right? was a um, dud. Uh, Morales, though, is a whole whole other story. And Suo is Ludovic Klein. Um, city kickboxing. He's he's a finisher. Um, he, I think, and like you said, he's in his own backyard. He's, you know, a little bit of the the shorter guy here. Um, what weight is this going at? This will be at one forty-five. One forty-five. So. Miranda just fought at one fifty five, so yeah, I'm I'm curious. I'm curious to see how he does cutting the weight and stuff like that. Um, and see what his chin's like. Um, I like Shane Young here. I, I think, granted, he's had three losses, but they're given like you said, they're giving him. He's had this guy's had one fight in the UFC. It was Benoit Saint Denis. He got stopped. Um, but before that, he was on the fight the danger circuit, whatever the hell that is. It's where you fight the um, danger, Tim. Yeah. Um, and he's, he's just uh, – his mustache is killing me. So That thing's competition go... level there, dude. Yeah. No, that's, that's Fugazi competition. <laughs> I'm going to go with Shane Young um, to start the – to start the night off um, in that round robin that I got. Uh, city kickboxing in Australia. Um, a lot of support from his team. Uh, I think he's going to get it done. I think he's going to get it done, and I'm, I'm curious to see how Miranda looks on the scales, especially dropping down. Um, I'm just – has this guy – has Miranda even fought at – I think he has. I think his his normal weight class was 145. Let me check here. Uh, actually, I can't seem to. I don't know where it. Yeah, I mean. I think he has. I want to say I think he has. Oh, dude, this is a little sus. One of his fights in Face the Danger. Uh is just titled a win it doesn't even have a decision knockout submission it just says win it's a little funky yeah well yeah he has fought at 145 he fought at 145 uh pretty much half of his fights before the ufc it was but he bounced between 145 and 155 yeah, so uh, this is this is the UFC. This isn't a place where you, you bounce up and down um, when you're 16 and 6. Yeah. So uh, going up, yeah, I could see that. But to, to go up to come back down uh, when you're not established, 
Um, I think it's going to be too much. I think Shane Young's going to get it done. So I'm I'm happy to start the the card off with that. Like I said, that's just a round robin. That's not. That's just a piece of something that uh, isn't. You know, I wouldn't take him straight up or for a finish. Cool. All right. Next one here, baby. Mike Mathetha. I always feel like I'm Mike Tyson when I say that. Mike Mathetha. <laughs> I don't know. Blood Diamond is is his nickname, and. We're just going to be completely honest. This guy fucking sucks. This guy is bad at fighting. Uh, I watched both of his UFC losses today just because I was trying to talk myself into a plus 250 shot on Blood Diamond here. Um, And I think, honestly, he's in the UFC because he gets beat up by Israel Adesanya every day. But who knows and we have chuck buffalo on the other side and i just i just think maybe chuck buffalo is gonna grab onto him sit on him win a decision maybe submit him in the third or something but yeah this this is that same thing i mean this is you know charlie radke making the ufc debut heavy favorite um he's he's got uh, three of his last four wins are finishes. Blood Diamond, I mean, he's... <sighs> Jeremiah Wells, okay. I can I can understand that. But before that, he's like a, like a decision... Uh, three, two of his last four has gone a decision. He's won one, he's lost one. He's just not... And now he's on this skid. They're they're trying to say thanks for thanks for coming out, uh, Blood Diamond. But but no, thank you. So this is not. I have no desire. This is what I'm talking about. This card was kind of just slapped together. Like I don't even like this. I would put this on the early, early, early prelims. This might be on Fight Pass, dude. This might belong. This is on regular. <laughs> this might belong in this... the LF LFA, dude. Yeah, we're talking. His last one was in uh, against Dimp Gillies. That's the last time Blood Diamond's got a win. I mean, what are we doing here? Why? Who's who's giving? Who's sanctioning these fights? Yeah, you know. Listen, love the UFC. They got to put these shows on, and with everything that's been going on. With uh, uh, holding out for cards, we don't know what's going on in December. We don't know when uh, Usman's gonna fight. We don't know, or not Usman. Uh, Edwards is gonna fight. We don't know when when if Connor's gonna fight in December or Cheeto and Sean or Yuri and Alex. So, I mean, they could have really stacked this card up. Um. But given all of that stuff, I just they kind of just threw this one together, man. It it really is disappointing. Um, at least at least at this section of the card, um, especially coming off of of July, I'm still riding that high. I think from July, I think that's the I think that's the problem. July was nuts, man. The other thing, 
I don't get to is Valentina and Grasso is a fight night headliner next week. And why is that not the co here? We have Taito Avasa and Volkov as the co. Why not throw in Valentina and Grasso and at least make this card a little top heavy? Because then you've got Justin Taffa opening up the main card, which isn't great. But then you got Manel Cape, which everyone's excited to see. Ty Tuivasa, everyone's excited to see. Valentina Grasso, who everyone is, you know, we're excited to see how Valentina bounces back. And then you top it off with Israel Adesanya. That's a pay-per-view that'll probably sell a below-average number. This is going to sell a ground-level number of pay-per-views. I don't think they're going to sell fucking anything here. Yeah, but to be honest with you, if they put Valentina on on this card it wouldn't make a difference in in sales yeah so, fair enough that's, to the hard fan people, it does but not sales yeah but those those people are are going to be the same people buying it anyway you True. know what i mean if you're buying it for for this card if you're gonna spend however much money 80 bucks for for this card if if i wasn't uh uh you know uh a fight fan and somebody's like oh they put valentina on the card with izzy so i can be like oh now i'm gonna buy the card yeah you know what i mean so i like the i like the fight night uh with her on it it gives her her own her own showcase but but this is this is kind of just yeah you know, and they don't even have your your guy on here bobby sleepy time right? hey What's his name Rob- you shut your fucking mouth before Yuri knocks out your boy Alex. Alex won't even be coming back to Connecticut, man. He'll be stuck in. He'll be dragged to the woods in fucking Poland. You won't even see him for two years. Once Yuri takes him to the dark valley of his. I don't know what I'm saying anymore, but we've got to move on here. Um, this one is going to be super short from me, Tim. I think the prospects on the Ultimate Fighter all were awful. And yeah. I think Nazrat has been in the UFC, has UFC caliber wins, has been in there uh, with guys like Bobby Green, Dan Hooker, and then, you know, Hafa Garcia is not half bad. So I'm taking Nazrat here. I think he just cruises to a victory, and I think it's it's pretty easy. It could be a decision depending on Canones' uh, you know, chin on the feet. Could be a knockout. I don't really care. I don't care to, you know, really even bet on this at all. So, Nazrat for me, I think he makes it look fairly easy. Yeah, I mean, I don't. If you look, if you look at, at who Landon Canona's uh, his his gym his main gym's at Killcliffe. Which anytime you have uh, Henry Hooft as your striking coach, um, that always makes me uh, curious uh, to see how these guys perform. Um, but if I'm not mistaken, on the Ultimate Fighter, he got he got stopped real quick, right? By Jason Brandon Knight. Knight, Jason Knight. Sorry, Jason Knight. Yeah, yeah, Jason Knight. So I don't know if it was uh, the nerves. He he kind of just had like. Uh, a mental blip and and made a mistake um but this is this is a tough fight i'm surprised they're giving him uh this fight for his you know first shot in the in the ufc so i don't think he 
is going to be able to make the slightest mistakes. Now, was it because he was fighting in front of of Connor and and Chandler and Dana White um, that he got nervous and kind of just had the the blip? But Nasserat is is he's pretty legit, man. Um, For real, he's got. He's got almost double the experience that that Landon has. Um, I'm curious to see how he does. I want to see how how he looks, but uh, I think Nasserat should uh, handle him no problem. And I think Nasserat is gonna is gonna look a lot bigger as well. Yeah, Nasserat's a, a a cool prospect. Not really talking talked about much. He's 28 years old. He has like that, um, you know, the beginning of the career that looks good. You know, he had a few wins in the UFC. He lost to, I mean, he beat Mark Diakise and then uh, Joaquin Silva. And then he lost to Drew Dober, Dan Hooker, and Bobby Green, which are all dogs. So he's got that, you know, he's got a chance to really turn his career around here the next four years until you're about 32 that's when that transition really happens is 28 to 32 so it's gonna be fun to watch him i think he's gonna i think he's gonna extend his winning streak uh, of one win to two wins here and i think i think it'll be pretty clean yeah i i think he should be in good shape um he's just he's he's a he's a big dude man i i think he's he's gonna be a lot uh Size wise, I think it's gonna, he's almost gonna look like uh, a welterweight, I think, um, compared to, uh, to Landon. So we'll see. I mean, the chalk, it's, it's heavy favorite for Nasserat, but yep. I'm not, I'm not touching anything on this one either. But we'll see. Hopefully, uh, Landon Canones can, can prove us wrong, um, and, and get it, get it together. But, that's a tough ask, man. That's a real tough ask um, for that to be your debut fight. I agree. 110%, dude. What have you got for uh, Malarkey versus John the Bull McDessey? Uh, okay. Jamie Malarkey. This is this is my step two in, in the round robin. Um. Even though um, Malarkey uh, got stopped, he got knocked out. Um, that guy that he fought, uh, Muhammad uh, Naimov, I believe is his is how you pronounce his name. Yep. That guy is a freak, and Malarkey did look good for the little bit that he was standing up. Um, before he got the lights shut off, um, I think he, I think he is, is a dog. I think he is legit. Um, another Australia guy. Um, he did have a lot of, a lot of hype behind him. Um, he did lose before losing to, um, Nymoff. He did lose to, to Jalen Turner. Um, I do like Jalen Turner. I think he just needs to kind of sort some stuff out on his end. Um, but going against uh, Mac Desi, who uh, 
lost to Nasserat um, almost a year ago, and then he's got um, a win over Bahamondes, and then a loss to Francisco Trinaldo, and then a win by uh, over Pinedo, and another win over Ross Pearson. I think Malarkey is legit. I think he's got heavy hands. Um, he's going to be taller. He's going to have a huge reach, reach advantage. Uh, I think almost six inches. And I think he's just going to, I think he's going to put him out. Um, Malarkey's 16 and six, not the best record, but he's also got 10 knockouts and three subs. I think he's going to go out there and, and put his lights out. I really, really do. Uh, I'm pretty, I'm pretty firm in that, especially going against a guy when I just said he's 16 and six. The other guy, MacDessie's 18 and eight. So I think he can do it. It's going to be a huge crowd, huge advantage. And, and this guy's already been knocked out twice. So we know what can happen. Um, hopefully we can uh, get a win here. Uh, for Malarkey, but this guy is just uh, a journeyman in the UFC, and I think they really want to get some more hype behind Jamie Malarkey. Yeah, I'm on the same page here. I think I think Malarkey is kind of, if you remember a couple cards ago, the Billy Goff style, just kind of the junkyard dog. He gets in there, yeah. he's going to get in your face, he's going to hit you with some stuff up close, uh, and if your chin is not what it used to be, which I believe that MacDessie's chin is not what it used to be, you're going to feel it. You're going to feel it come end of the first, into the second. You know, you're going to be feeling those punches a little bit heavier than what they actually are. So for me, I think Malarkey's going to put him away too. I think it's going to be it's going to be one of those clinics. He walks him down. He maybe takes a little bit of time at the beginning of the first, but by the end of the first, I think we're going to be able to see what's going on and what's about to happen for the rest of the fight. And then at that point, I think it's just going to be Malarkey chasing the finish. I think this is, you know, one of the easiest fights to cut fight or one of the easiest fights to call on the card. I think out of them all, Malarkey is, is kind of the guy that I think should get it done. And Macdessi, I know a lot of people, you know, he's a, he's a vet. He's, you know, a good underdog this week, according to a lot of people, but, I don't see it. Malarkey in his in his home, uh, you know, of, of Australia slash New Zealand. He fights out of a gym there. Um, yeah, I think it's easy. I think it's I think it's easy to call. He he hasn't he hasn't finished someone since Shane Campbell in in 2015. I think that so, changes. I I don't no no. You think it changes for MacDessy? Wait, wait, wait. Oh, you're talking about MacDessy. I thought you were talking about Malarkey. I was like, huh. I think oh, no, 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 no. Malarkey finishes so everybody. That's what I'm saying. He either finishes you or he gets finished. Yeah. So this MacDessy hasn't had hasn't had a, a finish since 2015. He's not getting any younger. He's he's on the wrong side of, of 35. So he's 38 years old, facing a guy that's um, – 29 so so nine years younger right yeah um i age is 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 there the height is there the reach is there um fighting out of australia the home crowd is there 
this should be um, a, a slam dunk for Malarkey. I like this ending ending by uh, Malarkey by finish knockout. I'm a fan. I like it too. All right, we got a, a fun fight coming up next. I'm going to let you kick this one off too. This is my boy that I just won that weird split decision on. Uh, Jack Jenkins versus Chepe Mariscal. You got any yeah. hot takes here? Um, other than this is in that round robin, man. Um, Jack Jenkins is legit. Jack Jenkins is really legit. Um, this is another guy that the UFC, I think, really wants to uh, push, um, especially coming out of the uh, Contender Series. Granted, he did have that uh, split with uh, Jamal Emmers, um, but he's going up uh, against Chepe uh, Mariscal, who just took a decision win over Trevor Peak. Um, he before that he was in LFA, uh, and then some some Combate. Combate is actually pretty legit. That's um, I want to say it's Mexico. I'm not a hundred percent, but I've seen some of those promotions. They're pretty. They're pretty good. Um, but then using Cage Warriors, so he's been kind of all over the place. Um, I just they're pretty even um, when it comes to to age. Um, Chappy has a little bit more experience, but the heights are the same. The reaches are pretty much the same. Uh, he is Chappy is an elevation fight team, so I do I do like that um, that he's fighting at an elevation. But I think the the hometown crowd and the uh, performance that these guys are going to put on um, on their their home soil is going to put them in another gear, and I think Jack Jenkins should should edge this one out. And I don't think it's actually going to going to be particularly close. I don't think it's going to be another uh, split decision. To to be honest with you, I think they're they're giving him this fight to kind of get the ball rolling a little bit more. All right. Yeah, I mean, that last fight was he probably should have lost. It was I mean, it was close. It was it was real close both ways. Um everyone cried robbery on Twitter, but that's kind of the thing nowadays. People just decide to yell on Twitter when they lose their bets. Um but so every card we try to find a few dogs, you know, a, a few dogs that can pay their price. And I think here, Chepe is one of those guys. I don't have a bet on him, uh, just just to be completely honest right now. I'll look at weigh-ins and see, but I think the price here is definitely worth a bet because if we go back, let me look at the price real quick just to make sure I have the exact, the exact money line on this. Um, to be completely honest, the, the reason I like Chepe here uh, so he's plus 170, so same price pretty much. The reason I like Chepe here is in that last fight with Trevor Peak, he showed a real nice uh, evolution on his striking. And the guy has fought who's who 
when he was in uh, the LFA uh, and the HFC. You know, he fought, he beat Pat Sabatini, who we know is a fucking dog. The guy beat Yusuf yeah. Zalal. Uh, the guy lost to Joe Anderson Brito, who nowadays you head over to his page. Dude's on a three-fight win streak, beat Andre Feely, beat Diego Lopez. Uh, yeah. So, I mean, the guy has fought some some really good fighters. And those were in 2018 and 2019, so four or five years ago. So a while ago, um, but there's still those guys. And his loss is Joe Anderson Brito, Steve Garcia, who's on a two-fight win streak in the UFC. Sean Soriano, that's his worst loss. And that's a UFC-caliber fight. That's a guy who's in the UFC. So, you know, it, it could be a lot worse for Chipe here. And I really liked his last fight. And that's kind of what, what pushed me over the edge here is Jack Jenkins' last fight. I thought he looked a little a little lackluster. And I had a bet on him. So when I cashed that, I was, you know, woo, thank goodness. But had a bet on him. Thought he looked lackluster. Chepe, on the other hand, looked like a fucking badass in his last fight. Trevor Peak brought the fight to him. He brought the fight right back. Uh, so I'm going to go with the dog here. Plus 170. Give me Chepe Mariscal here. You know, if I have a bet on it, we'll see. It's not my one of my hot take or not hot takes, but high, you know, uh, probability bets or high confidence bets. But that'll be my second dog here. Yeah, the, the only thing I don't like, and I think the advantage here is going to be huge for Jack Jenkins, is that it's in Australia. Both these guys just fought two months ago. Yeah. So, so that's going to be the the concern of going through Chepe, going through another camp, right? Um, going through another camp. Granted, he just finished a fight, so it's not going to be um, as long. But then he's got to travel all the way to Australia, whereas Jack Jenkins just has to, to drive to the, the arena, to the venue. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, from his own home, sleeping in his own bed, he's, he's comfortable – um and is you know it's a it's a lot different especially when you're you're going to another another country so i think the home crowd here is is going to be a, a huge um huge thing for jack jenkins so uh yeah i'm i'm all about it man i'm i'm all in on jack jenkins uh when i say all in i'm saying um with my heart with my heart i'm all in Fair enough, man. I mean, I'm a Jack Jenkins fan. I really love the guy. And he also doesn't look anything like this photo anymore. This guy looks like a Ken doll from Barbie, but Jack Jenkins does not look like that anymore. He had a big old mustache. He had like a mullet. He's got some tats. Yeah. I can't remember if he has tats or not, but um, dude's a badass. I love watching him fight. That one fight, which was that was at Don Shanus. That fight was fucking awesome. He was throwing some combos in there that were almost, you know, some new age Muay Thai stuff that we don't see in the UFC very often. So I was a fan of the guy. Yeah. All right, so, Tim. This one right here, this is another one of those, what are we doing here? <laughs> so we got Carlos Alberg versus Da Ung Jung. Um, Alberg is... The sexiest is, man in the UFC, Tim. That's what he that's is, what Olberg is. He's coming off uh, a 
four fight win streak. Um, three of them are finishes, and he is just lighting people up, knocking them out. Um, he kind of took a turn after that. Uh, Kennedy and and Drew Kulu lost. Um, he he kind of righted, wrote the ship. Um, got a, a nice decision win over Sharant, and then he finished uh, Tafan and Chukwi. Um, Nerga Nerga Maranu. I don't know how to say that. And then uh, Poteria. Um, I had actually had money on Poteria, to be honest with you. Um, but you can't... I don't think he's fadeable. And especially going up against Jung, who just lost the decision to Devin Clark. And before that, he got knocked out by Dustin Jacoby. I mean, MMA math, MMA math says that since Jung beat Kennedy and Joku, and Olberg lost to him, MMA math is saying that Jung should win this fight. MMA but math I, sucks. But it works. Sometimes. Um, more times than not. But I think this is the one case where it's not going to work. Um, New Zealand guy. Uh, pretty even on the the height, um, the the reach. Uh, Jung is a little bit younger, um, three years younger, but I think Over just has that power. I think he he can carry that that power. Uh, city kickboxing guy. Um, it it should be lights out. Um, one two three um, for for Jung. So I think Olberg by knockout here is going to be the the play. Um, you, I don't think you could take a money line to be honest with you. Um, be a parlay anchor maybe. Yeah, uh, but I think he's he's gonna he should finish him, um, and he's also obviously in my. Round robin, if I didn't say it uh, before. Yeah, man. Uh, I think this might. So we'll have to talk, but I think this might end up being our lock. Uh, it's just Olberg minus. I think he's minus two sixty right now. When I just looked. But is that a, is that a lock though? If it's somebody, if it's that, if it's minus two sixty. I don't know, man. That was we had. Uh, I mean, if we do lock and dogs, then I feel like it gives us a little bit of room with the lock. We did Giga when he was like minus two sixty, um, or minus like two. Maybe it was two thirty, two forty, something like that. But you know, I just don't see Oldberg losing this. Dotun Jung, he's young and he can make a lot of improvements, but he also half the time looks like a decent fighter and half the time looks like uh he does not belong in the ufc like his last two fights it was borderline would not make the pfl playoffs type shit and i think Uh billy bob down on the corner who smokes meth with his friends on the weekend you know has a shot at the pfl playoffs nowadays and and daun jun was not making the cut in that last fight when he fought Devin Clark, he looked like he didn't know what the fuck he was doing. It looked like he walked, he stumbled in there after, you know, maybe a week of hitting pads. Hadn't sparred in three months. 
And then you go back, and I watched his fight against Kennedy, and I watched his fight against William Knight, and I'm like, oh, this dude knows how to fight. So I don't know what happened in that fight against Devin Clark, but regardless, um, I like judging you on your last fight, you know, a little bit heavier than the fights before. So I think Olberg goes out, takes his head off early, and if you're a Da Eun Jung uh, supporter, you're going to have to be, be betting on one of two things. One being he goes for takedowns, which we haven't seen except for William Knight. He took down William Knight. That was it. Um, and then two, he extends Carlos Olberg. But Carlos Olberg didn't look terrible extended. Kennedy put a crazy pace on him, and so he looked a little bit tired. But all things granted, I mean, do we know if he's going to gas out? It's a three-round fight. He's at City Kickboxing. He's a kickboxer. I don't know. And so you're betting on a lot of things that I just don't think are rock solid. So for me, I think it's Olberg. I think it's Olberg by knockout. And if I had to put a round on it, I'd say early. And if I had to put a minute on it, I'd say first two minutes of the fight. I mean, this is one of those... Diego Lopez situations where I'm thinking this guy might steamroll him 90 seconds in. Yeah, and and to be fair, when he fought Kennedy, that was his UFC debut. And Kennedy's a tall task. Kennedy's a, a borderline top 15, top 20 guy. So, well, he just got starched. So, mm-hmm. um, but trying to make a good impression you're on your first you're on your first uh you know ufc fight right you're on the uh izzy and yan um card so there's a lot of pressure so we'll we'll see what happens he he always fights he always fights on the izzy cards so i think after he got that first one out of the way um He's he's good to go now. I, I think that's what it was. That's his only loss, and I think that was in part due to nerves, man. Yeah. Um, we see what happens when these people get into the to bright lights and the the amount of pressure you're trying to show how how good your gym is, and you know, especially when there's so much um, eyes on city kickboxing just from from the people that are on that on that roster who, who trained there. So it, it's a lot of pressure, you know? Yeah, I agree. I think, I think he's going to come out and, and, and show out here. I really do. Oh man. All right, Tim, this is, uh, <laughs> this is my first actual bet of the night. This is the first fight that I have a bet over you know over 50 bucks i have a couple of these like 25 dollars what a weird first bet this is the first bet man we got tyson pedro versus anton turkali um i'm just gonna get it out there australian guy you know he's on that um that round robin uh, he did just come off a loss uh, six months ago to Modestus uh, Um But before that, uh, he's got a win over Harry Hunsucker and Ike Villanueva. Um, he stopped Ike Villanueva. And then, you know, a couple um, 
losses prior to that, but that was uh, a while ago to uh, Shogun and OSP. But on the other side, you have Anton, who just had a loss over Petrino, and uh, Jalton Almeida, who we can't fault him for that. But before that, he was just on Contender Series and then on the uh, European uh, regional scene. Um, I think Tyson Pedro is, is going to do it here. Um, guys are big boys, same same size, um, height, reach. Um, he's fighting out of uh, Lions, and I believe that's the, the same as Tui and some of the other guys on the card. Um, I just think Tyson Pedro is gonna gonna get it done, and the uh, the pleasure man is is gonna get stopped. Um, I think it could be uh, a submission, um, or by finish, or I'm sorry, by uh, KO. So I'm thinking a, a finish here, and I think he get done, man. I I don't think uh, the pleasure man is is gonna be. Having too much pleasure in there. Alright. I'm going to sit up for this one. <clears throat> I'll just let you know, Tim. After the fight, the pleasure man will be there for you. Uh, you're going to be in a very impleasurable state, but I think he's still going to have a little pleasure to go around for you. Our boy, Ant in not our boy, my boy, Ant in the pleasure man, Turkalji. I mean, that guy went out there against Jalton Almeida, a weight class down, got fucked. He didn't do any pleasuring there, um, which is fine. Jalton Almeida, future champ, guy that I have a, a absolute hammer of a bet on against Curtis Blades. And then he goes out there and puts on a banger. I don't know if you remember that fight, Tim, but an absolute banger against yeah. Vitor Petrino. Back and forth. If it was not such a shitty fight, you know, low on the card, uh, we'd be talking about it as, you know, one of the better fights on the card, one of the better fights of the month came came the end of the month. It was a banger. Um, and that really, really made me kind of second-guess this Alton Turkology guy who I thought was just a, a, a lamb put out for slaughter for Jalton Almeida. I thought they brought him in. He was going to lose a fight. They were going to kick him back out. They put him against Vitor Petrino, and I thought, wow, it's happening again. This guy's just their battering ram. And then he puts on a display of heart there that I didn't think could come out of the pleasure, man. The guy is kind of a weirdo. The guy is kind of a little bit of an odd duck. If you can't tell by his nickname and his picture here on, on Tapology. Um, the guy has heart. He took Petrino's back, and Petrino's a high-level grappler. He had his back multiple times. He was on top of him multiple times. Uh, and Pedro, on the other hand, for me, in that last fight, looked awful against Modestus Bokowski. What the fuck? How do you say that guy's name? Modestus Bokowski. Looked awful. Uh, and before that, he beat Henry Hunsucker, who is really bad. And then Ike Villanueva, who is also really bad. So... Um, for me, I think the pleasure man is going to go out there and I think this is going to kind of be his coming out party of being able to stick around for a few more fights in the UFC. He's 27 years old. Tyson Pedro's 31, almost 32. He'll be 32 
come, oh, not come fight night. He'll be 32, his birthday, let's see what this is. His birthday is sometime next week, so he'll be 32 next week. And for me, you know, Tyson Pedro's last fight, big red flag. Tyson Pedro's career hasn't really had any high-caliber wins. Granted, Alton Turkology hasn't had any high-value wins, but he's the underdog here. I think he's the emerging guy. He's the guy we just saw put on a, a, a fight uh, against a guy who people think is a future top 10 guy, who is Vitor Petrino. The guy is, is, you know, he came off Vitor Petrino, won another fight recently. People are talking about him being, you know, next big thing. So we'll see. Alton Turkology, he's my first bet of the card. He's my third underdog pick here. And I'm feeling pretty hot about it. This is one of my one of my spots for the card. I think if you're betting Tyson Pedro, you're betting for a first round knockout because I think that's when he's going to get his work done is the first round. And I think he has to knock him out. I don't think he can submit Turkology, and I don't think he can win over three rounds. So Tyson Pedro, first round knockout. If he does that, then I'll man up to it and I'll say, you know, he got it done. I didn't think he was going to. He got it done. But if it goes out of the first round, I really like Turkology's chances. Um, and like I said, Tim, Turkology won't forget about you. He'll be ready to pleasure you after the fight, man. Yeah, I mean, uh, it wouldn't surprise me if if he if he chokes out um, Anton. To be honest with you, um, he's he's a decent grappler. So, uh, here's, 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 yeah, well, he's got, he's got five sub wins, um, and, and four knockouts. All of his wins are by finish. Um, here's the thing though, you know who they bring in, um, Granted, he isn't. He's not with City uh, Kickboxing. He's with Lions. Um, but you know who's floating around that area, and it wouldn't surprise me if they go in and call up uh, Craig Jones um, or, or any of those guys and get the grappling. So it's not giving me any information on on any of the coaches at at Lions. Um, but I don't know, man. I think anybody in that area um, is calling up Craig Jones um, if they're at this level and, and grappling. Um, so that's what it's going to give me the the poise to, to kind of say that I think he could submit Anton. I'm surprised you don't think – I mean – We've we've already seen he already got choked out by Jolton Almeida. I'm not saying it's the same, they're the same guys, um, but it, it it's possible. It's a it's a very good possibility. I just like Sirkology's grappling in the UFC. Uh, I think you know as much as he got destroyed by Almeida. Um, Almeida is, you know, a, a top level guy. And when we saw that, you know, watching his fundamentals, he did pretty fucking well. Eventually, Almeida just, you know, overwhelmed him uh, and just was too much and too big for him. But Turkology, you know, he held his own for a while there against a heavyweight uh, grappling. So 
I don't know. For for me, I don't think Pedro has the chops to get many submissions at the the UFC level, and I think Craig Jones has bigger fish to fry. Uh, even on this card, I think Craig Jones has got a few a few too many fish to fry to be caring about Tyson Pedro. And I kind of think, honestly, I think this might be pink slip both guys sort of a fight. I think Tyson Pedro loses out of the UFC. I think Terkalji loses out of the UFC. And I think that's going to weigh a little bit heavier on the guy who's 27 years old, has only had two fights, and his two fights in the UFC have been against potential, you know, future title contenders. And Pedro, you know, five fights in the UFC, 32 years old. He might not be, uh, you know, as motivated to get that bounce back as Terkalji. But again, I don't know either of these guys, so I could be talking right out of my yeah. ass. Yeah. Listen, here's the thing, too. Anton um, lost uh, exhibition grappling match to to Alexander Gustafson. So I don't know if you're watching Alexander Gustafson. He's got three subs in in um, his record. So it's not like he's out there. I, he's gonna get choked out. That's pretty much what I'm saying too. All right. So if, if Gustafson choked him out three times and and he's 50 50 on winning by submission and and losing by submission he's got three and three um he's not that he's not that guy all right tim let's do this then if pedro submits turkology uh you know we'll just fucking fuck around i'll send you 10 bucks if turkology submits pedro you send me 10 bucks yeah, that's fine. How about a bag of coffee? We'll do a bag of coffee. All right, bag of coffee on it. But if nobody gets submitted, no bag of coffee. Because we're only talking okay. grappling here. Yeah, Watch Pedro pull guillotine in like 14 seconds and fucking submit him. And I'll send you the shittiest Dunkin' Donuts $4 bag of coffee oh. you've ever gotten, Tim. Oh. <laughs> if he if he pulls a legitimate, decent submission, I'm going to head down to the uh, – the the adventure coffee and buy you a fat ass nice bag of coffee but he will he's gonna rear naked rear naked all right fair enough fair enough we'll see we'll see how it it plays out this fight sucks for a main card fight man this is an awful fight for a main card fight i get why they're doing it though tafa australia yeah, let's throw it together. This actually, this is, um, remember that eye poke? That eye poke was bad. Yeah, that um, was really bad. So they're kind of just uh, resetting it up. So it's, like you said, it is Australia. Um, I think, honestly, this should be um, Justin Taffa um, all day by by a knockout. Um one of these guys is going to sleep um i just really really think it's gonna be it's gonna be um austin lane so not much for me to say on it um we already saw how there this was gonna play out and then we got the eye poke um i'm going with the with the australian he's younger by six years he's in my round robin he is much shorter, being um, six foot, lane six six. 
Uh, Lane does have that reach advantage of six inches, but Taffa's just going to get in there and get nasty, um, and I can see him finishing him. Yeah, man, we haven't got to talk about Junior Taffa yet. That was two weeks ago, and we haven't had even a, a chance to talk about that. Uh, I don't want to take away from Justin Taffa, but Junior Taffa, man, that shit had me next level when he beat the brakes off of Parker Porter in Singapore. Wait, was yeah, that, that was a good. That was in Singapore. Yeah, that was a that was a good money maker, man. That, that was, was my fat. Um, that was my fat. Uh, I needed him by knockout in like five different parlays and they all hit with him by knockout and it was it was the best feeling at 4 30 a.m i've never i sent you a picture of me actually running around my my fucking house yeah that was that was that was brutal yeah, you know what dude. last week was brutal too you know um um like i told you before i'm glad we can complain now that these cars are going to be later at night because yeah. we complain you're so late at night, but then when it's at four thirty in the morning, four o'clock in the morning, it's like, oh man. Even when they're early at like three o'clock in the afternoon, I on hate Saturday, those ones, man. It's tough. Like it seems nice, um, but they need to do that shit when there's there's snow on the ground in the middle of the winter when nobody's doing anything outside. Yeah, dude, I like the the early morning one because I got to watch the entire card before my wife woke up. I didn't have a single, hey, Anderson, come in here and grab this for me. So there was no shit like that. It was just fucking complete coffee, silence, and running around whispering, let's go, when my guy won. You know, that sort of a deal. But those midday ones, it's like uh, I get roped into going to the mall or going to the furniture store or going to whatever the fuck it is. But uh, here, I, I think Austin Lane kind of sucks, if we're being honest. Uh, yeah. I wouldn't say it to his face because he's 6'6", and I'm only 6'5 and a half. Um, so I wouldn't say it to his face. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I think also the other thing we're not really – we haven't really taken into account is Junior Taffa is 6'4", and trains with Justin Taffa every single day and probably has better striking than Austin Lane. And if anyone's yeah. going to be doing clinch or, you know, any sort of grappling, it's probably going to be Justin Taffa here. So I'd say Justin Taffa's got the advantage, uh, grappling, clinch work, and then he has the training partner to emulate Austin Lane. So I think Justin will have him covered pretty much pretty much everywhere here. I wouldn't be surprised if Austin Lane knocked him out. Like, it wouldn't surprise me if he caught him and just finished him because we've seen Justin Taffa, uh, you know, in some spots before. Vandera beat him and Carlos Felipe, Felipe beat him. So I wouldn't be surprised. But, you know, it's not going to be my lock of the week. I wouldn't feel wouldn't feel comfortable with this one as the lock but you know i'm, I'm cool with justin yeah. taffa here i think he's yeah. he's gonna well, roll here's here's the thing he's got he's been finished uh once but that was by jorgen uh de castro um jorgen de castro is is a, i don't know if you have seen him um i think he's in the pfl now i want to say yeah uh, bro. yeah he's, he's in the <laughs> pfl now he when he um he fought uh junior dos santos um in eagle fc 
Maybe it's not Jorgen. Maybe he's not the one uh, I'm thinking of. That knocked Justin but, Toffa's head off? No, no, he did. He definitely did that. But I thought he had a couple other um a couple other uh uh wins as well. So we'll just we'll scratch that from the record. He did he did shit. His only win in the UFC was Justin Toffa. That's terrible. And he didn't even win in the PFL. I yeah, I thought he I really thought he fought um I think you're talking about Carlos Felipe. He had a few good UFC wins. No, I want to say it was. I thought it was Jorgen de Castro. Maybe not. But um, yeah, he's. I mean, I think that was uh that was a tough one for Tafa. Anyway, that was was that his that might have been his debut. Um, yeah, it was. He was two and zero. Bro, what is with these Tafa brothers? getting fights in the ufc when they're fucking two or three yeah. and oh yeah and then one more thing look at australian guy right fighting on the the izzy whitaker car yep you know there's so much pressure it's their first fight so yeah i think he's he's gonna steamroll him. uh lights out top is gonna top is gonna finish him uh and and that's it that's it i i think he was gonna finish him last time I thought Tafa looked pretty decent, and then he got that nasty eye. So now he's going to be pissed. He's going to go out there, and he's going to put it down, and he's going to kind of put him put him to the shadow realm, get him out of there. Yeah, man, I'm, I'm on the same page. This Austin Lane guy, I mean, I won't have much money on this, so if this Austin Lane guy surprises me, uh, maybe I'll think about betting him in the future, or... If he like somehow sneaks a victory and looks fucking awful, then I'll absolutely hammer against him. Um, but Tafa's the guy here who's flipping things around. Two fight win streak, twenty nine years old, uh, fighting the guy who's thirty five years old, almost thirty six. Yeah. So Tafa's got it all going for him here, and he looked good, like you said in the the early going of that last fight. Oh man. Uh, I'm going to preface this by saying I fucking hate Manel Cape. I fucking hate that guy. Like, he's just a – I think he's a, a, an absolute attitude problem in the UFC. Like, borderline Yair Rodriguez style where he, like, yelled at uh, Michael Bisbing in the middle of the octagon for no reason. Manel Cape gives me the same vibes. Like, dude is constantly crying about stuff in the octagon and, like, mad about shit and – I was real happy when Pantoja beat his ass in that fight. Pantoja is my boy. Pantoja is my 125 uh, hero. So, you know, Manel Cape, uh, you're not my favorite fighter, but it is what it is. Tim, do you do you have any? You're taking the underdog here. I know you like shootbox, uh, Brazilian young yes. guy. You are. Let's hear um, it. I'm excited to hear this. Um, I think I think this kid is is um legit um he's he's kind of all over the place so he's seven and out two knockouts three subs and and two decisions um he's in the lfa or was in the lfa he got a, a decision win um over this guy hugo uh paiva um who was who's pretty decent, you know, at the time he was six and six and one. Um, knockout artist. So 
I think I think the the whole thing isn't so much with this prospect that they're, they're bringing in. Um, it's more of of Manal's uh, record. Um, so Felipe Santos, seven and zero, legit. I, I think he's going to be a good prospect. Young, 22 years old. Um, and he's a little bit taller. Uh, like you said, shoots a box guy. But Manal Cop Cape is, he's got to win over Odie Osborne, who Odie Osborne fell off a cliff, man. Big time. I don't know. I don't know what happened with Odie Osborne. Uh, Z- Zemagulov? When's the last time Zemagulov won a fight? Probably he's 20... used. 2010, dude. And and David uh, Vorak, he's got a win over. I don't, I don't know. I like you said, he's he's got the attitude problem. He's on uh, a three fight winning streak, um, eighteen and six. I don't think he's um, as good as he thinks he is. He isn't sure though. You know, he does have 16 um, finishes. Um, he was in Ryzen. Now he's in the UFC. I mean, he, he is good. He is is good. But the fight in uh, Zemagulov um, in 2021, when he fought Odie Osborne, he missed weight. Um, Dvorak isn't anything special. Um, and... I don't know, man. I, I he should win no problem with the experience. Um, and when he fights guys that aren't um, a Pantoja or Nikolau, um, he can win. But I, I just want to go with the prospect. I mean, it's too it's too much of a of a, a lovely line here. Um, what's uh, Dos Santos at? Because uh... right now. He's got to be close to plus 300, right? He's plus 310 right now on the money line. Yeah, I take a, I take a flyer on him. Um, I'm just not a Manel Cop fan. Here's the other thing, bro. Uh, Manel Cop lost to Alejandro Pantoja, Brazilian. Lost to Nikolai, Brazilian. We've got the Brazilian Brotherhood coming after Manel Cop here. So, I don't know. I don't like the guy. Uh, and I got this gut feeling that this Dos Santos guy is legit. He's got that name, Felipe Dos Santos. Like, that sounds like some shit we're going to be talking about for a few years. He's going to be 23 next week. Young, young guy. He's 5'7 for 125, which is not bad. And, like I said earlier, I fucking despise Manel Cop. So, I'm in. You, you convinced me. I was already on the fence about it, about being a Felipe Dos Santos truther this week. I'm already on some dogs. I got Chipe. I got Anton. I got Gabriel Miranda. Chepe. I'm here. Chepe. Chepe. Uh, I'm here for Felipe Dos Santos, man. I'm excited. I saw I saw that he got a FaceTime from Charles Oliveira talking, you know, you know, represent us well. Shootbox baby. Show him what shootbox is about. So Yeah. I'm here for it. I I like yeah. it. I, I like that, Jim. I like Diego Lima. 
um, as a coach. Um, these guys have uh, a really good uh, a brotherhood. And who was that? Who was our our last dog? Elv Elvis uh, Elvis Brenner. Yep. Remember that? Yep. Wasn't that the guy who fought uh, Garam? No, no. But he was a dog, and I was like, he's gonna do it, man. He's gonna do it. And he and did sure it. Sure enough. He did it. So yeah, we're gonna roll with uh, Dos Santos here. Small. Um, don't go crazy, but yeah, Dvorak, uh, Zumagulov, and Odia Osborne are are your last three wins. Not for me. Not for me. And it wouldn't surprise me if they're feeding him um, to Dos Santos to kind of humble him here. So we'll see. But yeah, I like Dos Santos. Uh, small. That's a crazy take, Tim, that they're feeding him to Dos Santos. I think the UFC wants Cape to win. I think they're, like, bonering about him. And I just think Dos Santos is going to be that spoiler. I really do. Um, I, I don't I don't think so because look how big of a star uh, Charles Oliveira is now. And think of his team. Think of his True. team now, like this kickboxing team, um, where all those guys at the shoot-to-box, uh, Diego Lima's uh, – that he's coaching. Uh, they all have the blonde hair. They all go fucking nuts. They all they all um, are in each other's corners. You know what I mean? That is city kickboxing um, 2.0 uh, um, as far as I'm concerned. Uh, that's outside of the States. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. All oh, right. Man. Oh, man. Yeah, you're going to have to give me a minute to take a, take a deep breath before we get into this one. This is going to be uh, my... Well, we'll get into that in a minute here. But uh, this is the bet I was talking about at the beginning of this video. This is the bet I have. Uh, it's the same size as Sugar Sean O'Malley. And Sugar Sean was my biggest bet of the year. And it was by a good margin. Sugar Sean, I think it was three or four times every other bet, uh, the other largest bets of the year. And this is the same size. I like the line. I think the guy I've got is, is the one who, you know, is probably going to come out of this with their hand raised without much um, opposition here. And that guy is probably going to surprise some people. Ty Bam Bam to Ivasa is my boy this week. And I've faded this guy. I have faded Ty to Ivasa many times in his UFC career. The only time I really cheered for him was against Greg Hardy because Greg Hardy's a piece of shit. But here it is. Ty Tuovasa's leg kicks are going to be big here. Alexander Volkov stands heavy on that front leg. Usually, you know, he leans a little forward. He's crouched in his stance. The leg kicks are going to be massive. Ty Tuovasa almost took Surreal Gan's head off. And we've never seen yeah. anyone do that to Surreal Gan in the striking realm. Tied to Ivasa is that Mark Hunt reincarnated sort of a feel. He's got that vibe. He has the striking to back it up. The guy is a legitimate talent when it comes to boxing and kickboxing at this point. Obviously, Sergey Pavlovich, guy who's going to be fighting for the title next. Uh, other than that, Surreal Gone is the guy. He drops Surreal Gone. If he hits Alexander Volkov like that, Alexander Volkov is not getting back up. Alexander Volkov is not weathering that storm. 
And I've been a Volkov guy for a long time, but this is Ty Tuivasa's fight, in my opinion, to put him into that upper echelon. He lost to Cyril Gan and Sergey Pavlovich, upper echelon guys. He needs that, that top-tier win, and this is going to be it. Like I said earlier, Volkov has this stance where he's kind of like not using his length. He's a little bit... He's a little bit, you know, flat-footed, a little bit on that front leg, and a little bit head down. And I think it's going to lend perfectly well for Tai Tuivasa to catch him while he's kind of leaning forward. And, and guys, uh, I'm going to be completely honest. I have never fought in an MMA fight, so I don't really know what I'm talking about. I'm just kind of talking about what I think it looks like. And, and Alexander Volkov leans his head forward and kind of just keeps it in that area. And Surreal gone. The reason that Cyril Gan was able to survive the big punch and not really get get caught too many other times was he leans he kind of keeps his head back and keeps a good distance. Volkov does not have as nice of, of distance management as Cyril Gan does. He doesn't have the footwork that Cyril Gan does. He doesn't have the lightness on his feet that Cyril Gan does. And Tai Tuivasa almost took out Cyril Gan anyway. And I think he's taking Alexander Volkov out, and I think it's going to be fairly quick, and I think it's going to be fairly brutal. I think Tai Tuivasa also has the upside in the clinch here. Volkov, you know, decent clinch guy, but Tai Tuivasa is very sneaky good in the clinch. He has sneaky elbows. He's also sneaky good at controlling the clinch. But at his heart, this guy is, is a banger, as, as his name, Bam Bam. Uh, and I think he's going to get the knockout here, and it's my biggest bet of the year right next to Sean O'Malley so Bam Bam is basically going to make or break my card this week and I'm 100% for it if he loses so be it but Volkov in my opinion has looked like he's on his way out for a couple fights now he won those two fights Jarzino Rosenstrike and then um, uh, it was Alexander Romanov both those guys I think are also declining pretty heavily Volkov almost lost a Marcin Tybura. Uh, it was a close fight. Um, and I think that Tai Tuivasa is levels above all of those guys that Alexander Volkov has beat recently. So knockout Tai Tuivasa. Bam, bam. Shoey's a shoe on the fucking cage. He's a bigger star than Israel Adesanya on this night. He cements his fucking legacy as a plus 210 dog. He's plus 210 right now. Yeah. I bet him I bet him plus 170. I bet him plus 190, I believe, and I bet him plus 205. Those were the three ads I had. And if we got to add one more, there's still there's still a little money in that DraftKings. If we got to add one more and just make this the the bet of the year for me, I'll do it. I think he's knocking him out, Tim. Uh and I'm I'm feeling fucking great about it to be honest. So just to to start this, um, this is the last last leg um, in the uh, round robin with Tai Tuivasa, um, and this is going to be a case where you're going to agree with the MMA math, uh, and it comes down to Derek Lewis. Um, Volkov uh, lost to Lewis. Um, and it wasn't it wasn't uh wasn't uh pretty um he got knocked out um but then Tuivasa knocked out Derek Lewis so MMA math it works uh, in your favor on this one yeah the fight with with Romanov was was weird um 
the one with Rosenstrike, that was weird too. But Jardina, I, I mean, I, I don't know. It, it, it surprised me um, in both those fights because I thought for sure after the Aspinall fight, I thought Volkov kind of looked like he was kind of at a crossroads. Um, but who knows? Maybe he's got a, a resurgence. But Rosenstrike has been on a skid, so you can't really um, dig too deep in into to that win. But when it comes to Alexander Romanov, that he just doesn't like you said. He doesn't look um, all that good. Good time. Um, granted, he's lost to uh, the interim champ, and then um, to uh, a title challenger uh, in Pavlovich. He goes in there. He goes to war. I thought he was going to finish Surreal Gone. To be honest with you, it was close. Oh, I really, when he dropped him, I thought that was going to be it. Um, and we know the amount of, of damage that it's going to take to get Ty out of there. And I don't think Volkov possesses that, that power still, um, especially being, he's got the, he's got the long arms and, and he's got the height, but at, 35 years old, 34 years old, going against, even though Ty is only only four years younger, um, Volkov's been in, in wars, man. And I, he's got, he's, regardless of, of, you know, Ty being knocked out his last two fights, um, I think the, the Volkov's damage that he's taken in his career is, is going to outweigh that. And Ty's got hammers, man. And I think he's gonna. I think he's gonna put him out. I think he's gonna put him out. I'm taking him uh, by KO. I have a good chunk on him, so we'll see what happens. This is gonna be my resurrection from from last week. I think. Uh, I think we can get this done. And he's like I said, he's the last leg in my round robin, man. I'm I'm pumped. I think he's gonna do it. Do a shoey. Place is gonna go nuts, and he's gonna get it primed for Izzy. Yeah, man. I think I think tied to Ivasa, this line is gonna go back as being real fucking silly, and we've said that before. Me and you have said that, you know, uh, about a few guys that this line is stupid. This line is gonna be silly. I just yeah. don't see where Volkov is gonna be able to implement power like Sergey Pavlovich did, or implement. The, the heart and the footwork to come back like Cyril Gan did. I think plus 200 is going to look like something completely out of this world. Come Sunday morning, you know, after after a couple Modelos wear off and after Tai Tuivasa, you know, gets his hand raised and stuff, plus 200 is going to look like the steal of the year. He's going to land yeah. a few leg kicks. He's going to land overhand right, Tim, and me and you are going to be dancing to the bank. I know. I, the only thing that he's Volkov is so long. I get I, it, it, I get nervous with these long guys, but then at the same time, Ty knows he has to win. He's coming off to to getting knocked out twice in a row. He knows he has to win. Yep. Uh, the crowd's gonna go nuts. 
they're going to support him. I think he's going to get it done, man. I really do think he's going to knock him out, and it's going to be grandioso. I agree. It's going to be it's going to be that coming out moment, in my opinion, because Volkov's a tough guy. Volkov is. Um... It's going to be his best win. If he gets a win over Volkov, that'll be his best win, in my opinion. I think it's a better win than than Derek Lewis. But yeah, we'll see. It's main event time, Tim. It's main event this time. One, this one, oh man, does I it even don't... feel like a main event? To be honest, um. I don't. I don't know. I don't know what kind of fight it's gonna be. I don't know if it's gonna be uh, a quick one, and Izzy just gets him out of there. I don't know if Sean is gonna fight smart. Uh, I don't know if it's gonna be close. I don't know what to expect with this fight. Um, I have nothing on it. Maybe I, if it gets out of out of hand. Um, the lines i might sprinkle a little bit of sean by finish but other than that i'm not i'm not touching it because it, it seems it seems bananas um but when you when you look at it how much did sean fighting uh Pereira help him um in that loss with the stand-up for as long as it lasted you know Sean's the younger guy as well. Sean's the younger guy. He's a little bit smaller. Um, Sean can wrestle uh, if he if he does choose to wrestle. Um, um, he's out of Team Quest. Team Quest. I don't think I don't think Sean Sean doesn't get enough credit. Um, and I think there is a path uh, to to victory for him. Um, but it's going to be so hard, man. It's going to be so hard, uh, for him to, for him to do that. But I don't think we should be surprised if, if Izzy just goes out there and, and puts him away, pieces him up and, and goes home. Yeah, man. I think, uh, so I think this is just one of those fights. You have to talk about the odds more than you talk about the fight. Because for me, if I'm looking at someone who's minus 660, which is what Israel Adesanya is, I'm thinking about a guy who's fighting a guy who shouldn't be in the UFC or a guy who's a top five guy fighting a guy who's not a top 20 fighter. That's what I'd be willing to bet minus 660. Those are the guys that I would parlay at minus 660. But that's not the case here. We have Sean Strickland, who has fought the who's who, who has beaten the Jared Cannoneers of the world. Uh, Let's look at Sean Strickland's. uh, He lost to Jared Cannonier. Oh, my bad, my bad. He beat Jack Hermanson. Yeah, I thought he beat Jared Cannonier. And a lot of people think he beat Jared Cannonier. I thought he did, but but it's whatever. Um, He's fought the who's who. He's a top 10 middleweight in the world. That Alex Pereira loss uh, was something that I think nine out of the top 10 middleweights in the world have happened to them against Alex Pereira. Um, so for me, this is kind of just an auto bet 
small amount on Sean Strickland. He's plus 470 right now on the money line. He's 32 years old. His path to victory, honestly, is blueprinting Alex Pereira pushing Adesanya up against the cage. Can Sean Strickland execute the combinations that Alex Pereira did to, number one, put Adesanya away, and then in the second fight, almost put Adesanya away? I don't think so. I don't think he can do it. But the opening is still there, and Sean Strickland is also well-known for his pushing people up against the cage, having their back against the cage, and executing those combinations. I don't think he's Alex Pereira, but I don't think plus 470 is warranted at fucking all. We saw Jared Cannonier have a weirdly close fight with Adesanya. I know the scorecards are like 49-46 or whatever it was, but there were a couple yeah. rounds in there that were like nasty close, that it was just leg they're, kicks. They're... And against the yeah. cage, and if Cannonier maybe did a little bit more, he could he could maybe have edged out uh, a round or two. Exactly, man. That's what I'm saying. And Sean Strickland, if he's gonna do one thing, he's gonna come forward. He's gonna throw his jab, and if he gets knocked out here, he gets knocked out. It is. Sorry, <clears throat> I got a little hiccup there. It is what it is. If he gets knocked out as a plus four seventy underdog, he's supposed to get knocked out. That's the name of the game. If he gets knocked out, okay, that was what was supposed to happen. If he keeps it close, if he wins two rounds, if he wins one round, honestly, if he wins one round, then your plus 470 bet was a decent bet. You know, fuck it. It's a plus 470 underdog in a title fight of two top five guys in their division. Top of the weight class, upper echelon. No one should be minus 660 against anyone in the top five of their division, in my opinion. Uh, unless your name is like John Jones and you're fighting someone fucking stupid uh, in your in your weight class. Or if it's like Volkanovski versus someone else stupid. But Adesanya, in my opinion, is not that guy. Adesanya, if he ends up on his back in the third round, I don't know if he's getting back up. You know, Strickland has yeah, the- never wrestled, but... But here's the thing. You don't know what kind of shot you're going to get. You know what I mean? This is the same guy that said, you know what, I'm going to stand with Alex. <laughs> That's what I mean, man. This is this is also, though, if we're looking at Izzy and, and Alex Pereira, similar fighters, similar skill sets, uh, if Sean Strickland was plus 470 against Alex Pereira tomorrow, I'd be betting that again just because it's Sean Strickland plus 470 I think you just have to. If he gets knocked out, I mean, listen, he gets knocked out. You fucking lost the way that he was supposed to lose, in my opinion. It's just plus 470 is too much, and I'll have to have it. I'll I'll have like 40 bucks on it or 50 bucks or something just just for shits and gigs to see if if it hits. And if it hits, I'll be 200 bucks richer. You know, is what it is. Yeah. I Um, I think it's an auto. I just think it's one of those where you just have to. I know. I think this could be a boring fight, though. Because I agree. I, yep. I don't. Izzy's too smart to really put himself in danger. Um, in the same time, we saw when he fought uh, Magomedov, Sean, um, he he waited and he downloaded uh, and kind of let uh, a boost gas himself out the first round. And then start piecing him up and, and hitting him with that jab the second round. 
Izzy's not going to do that. So if they try and and point fight, it'll be it'll be Izzy. He's he's longer, lankier. Um, but if if Sean can make it dirty and mix in some takedowns, that's the whole thing. If he can mix in a takedown, that'll be huge. If if he can if he can finish around on on top of Izzy, that's gonna be very big. So we'll see what happens. I honestly I I have no no interest um, other than than hitting a little uh, sprinkle uh, on Sean winning. Um, but you never know, man. He could Sean could do something crazy, and and Sean could could maybe catch him or or knock him out. We'll find we'll find out, man. But there's so many different ways this fight could go. That's what I'm saying, uh, I'm, man. I'm, I'm leaning heavily towards the boring Izzy by decision, and it's most likely 50-45 or uh, 49-46. Yeah, I mean, that's that's also a high probability outcome. The thing, too, is, is we've seen Izzy show that he's not unbeatable multiple, multiple times. I mean, almost lost... Twice. To Kelvin Gastelum. Yeah. Almost lost to Kelvin Gastelum. That second fight against Robert Whitaker was like razor thin. Um, His fight to Pereira, the first one, he got knocked out. The second one, he was on his way to getting knocked out. So I think there's openings. That's the scary part. For me, is because when you think... You're in control, and you have him on the cage. Alex almost got knocked out at the end of that first round or second round, whatever it was, in the first fight. Then he came back in the fifth round, knocked him out. And then in the the second fight, the second round, it was the same thing. We're like, oh, yeah, this shit is over with. And next thing you know, Alex is sleeping on the ground. Yep, exactly. Um, That's that's the scary part. I can see Sean getting a little overzealous and – overextending and then you got that right hand from Izzy that just comes across and, and puts him out. I do think I do think Adesanya is gonna be able to leg kick the living fuck out of Sean. There's one thing Sean does not do, it's jag leg kicks. Like the guy does not care about leg kicks, which is insane. Uh, he stands so heavy on that front foot. I do think he's going to get leg kicked into another dimension. It's just going to be if he's able to walk through it because a lot of leg kicks are just, you know, absorbing the pain. Uh, and Sean, the way he talks, man, he might not have a pain tolerance. He might be one of those motherfuckers who just, uh, you know, doesn't feel pain in real life, the way he talks and says shit, yeah. psychopath style. But no, I think when you're going against a kickboxer of, of this caliber. This is a whole nother level. Dude, his nickname should be Sean Psychopath Strickland. I don't know why no one has said that before. I'll tell you what. We're recording this on Wednesday. I cannot wait until tomorrow when they do the press conference. Dude, it's gonna be it's gonna be a ten six Sean Strickland. That's just guaranteed because Israel Adesanya uh, never never has good comebacks. Whatever he says, it feels like has been scripted in a Disney movie four hundred times. He always say stuff like, uh, "I don't even, I don't even have shit to, I don't have examples." But his whole freezy like Elsa thing. There's one example that was awful. 
It's just he always has stick after stick, which is terrible every time. It's always just awful stuff. Like his his last fight, wearing a collar, wearing a fucking dog collar, and saying, "I'm gonna walk you like a dog." Terrible. Yeah, hated yeah, it. But then he knocked him out. So I mean, you can't take away from the guy. The guy is he's an odd duck, but he is a phenomenal fighter. Um, he's slick. Sean's just yeah, Sean is just that. Oh man, he's like he's he's in the wrong generation. He's like a fifties from the fifties, uh, guy from the middle of uh, uh, Missouri. You know what I mean, bro? He's he like might down he might be Alabama boy. if we're being honest. Yeah, yeah. Some Alabama type shit. Some some kiss your cousin and and uh, chat up your aunt on Tinder. That sort of a dude. He's a loose cannon, though, but that's the whole thing. That's what makes him such a good fighter. I mean, he's 27 and 5. He's not a slouch. And he's lost, like you said, to Cannoneer uh, and, and uh, Pereira. That's his last two losses going on um, in his last five fights. He's he's 3 and 2 in his last five. And he's had five fights in a year and a half. That's what, That makes me nervous, too. But at the same time, he's he's staying busy. Yeah, I think that's all he does. All he does is train, man. You know, he's not doing doing anything else, and he catches so much shit. Can you imagine if he becomes the the one eighty five champ? Yeah, bro. I mean, he becomes one eighty five champ. Hazmat's coming out of fucking retirement next weekend and fighting him in oh, the co-main. That's, that's the whole. That's the whole other thing. Uh, DDP, he really fucked up, man. Because now is he saying if he beats Sean, he's gonna he, he might fight the winner of um, Kamza and uh, Paulo Costa. You know what I think about that whole situation, Tim? I think Hamza did the worst possible thing taking this long period off between his last fight and this fight. He was on such a roll. He was such a world beater. Costa's not a slouch, man. And you're going to have to shake off a little bit of ring rust in this. I mean, and we saw Gilbert Burns stun Hamza in that last fight. And Gilbert Burns is a 155-er at heart. He is a small 170-pounder. And now you're going against Paulo Costa, who's essentially a 205-er, who weight bullies down to 185? No. No, no, no. But here's, first of all, he looked like shit against Rockhold. He did. I don't he care did. what anybody says. He looked like shit against Rockhold. Um, Kamzat was also cutting down to 170, right, when he fought Gilbert. Um, so we know that weight cut was a problem. So let's not pretend like that that wasn't an issue. So he's got an extra 15 pounds, cutting down to 185. First of all, I don't think I don't even know if the fight's even gonna happen. I don't even know if Paul's gonna make weight. To be honest with you, I don't even know um, if they're both gonna show up. There might just be a random pullout the week before, you know. If if somebody was, I I think it would be, I think it would be um, Paulo, and I think they'd give him uh, they'd give Kamza a replacement, and then he'd steamroll whoever it is, and then he's fighting Izzy for the title. In my opinion, dude, I think Hamza finishes Izzy. In the first or the second. Like, I don't think it's close. Oh, dude, no. I'm taking that submission 
by submission or ground and pound. Oh, God, I would love for that. I would love to see the odds on that. I think, dude, it, like this is this is kind of scary to think about. I think Hamzat beats Izzy. I think Hamzat beats Pereira at 205. I think Hamzat beats Yuri at 205. And I think Hamzat beats Leon Edwards at, at 170. I don't know who beats Hamzat. I really don't. I don't know who beats him. Because uh, the thing is, all those guys you just mentioned, he takes them all to the ground. It's it's over. It, that's what I mean. It's literally like he could almost get all those guys out sub three minutes, in my opinion. I think he's just a different – he's in a different world on the mat. Like him on the mat, it's going to take someone like – I don't even know if Colby Covington – it would take a Colby Covington style where it's he's not going to get tired and he also is not going to get submitted. That would be who it would take, but I don't know if there's anybody at one one eighty five who can do that against him. I think I think he was he was the best chance um, for the first ever uh, three weight division champ, and now that he's staying at one eighty five, um, or he's gonna fight at one eighty five. I don't think it'll ever happen. I don't think he'll ever fight at 170 again. I don't think the UFC will let him. Dude, he's 29. He should have. I mean, he's an idiot. He should have beat Nate Diaz and then gotten a title fight. That was as simple as it would have been. Just make fucking weight against Nate Diaz. You beat Nate Diaz in one round. Hamzat, Nate Diaz. It's fucking Nate Diaz. You beat him one round. You get a title fight next. You're fighting Leon Edwards at the end of 2023. You beat Leon Edwards... Then you move up, and at the, the early 2024, you're fighting Israel Adesanya after he beats Sean Strickland. You're a double champ. And then what can you do, bro? If you want to, you can go side quest Alex Pereira, Yuri, whoever wins that. You beat the fuck out of them. You're probably beating both of them. Like, let's just be honest. You're probably beating both of them. Oh, my God, yeah. bro. That biggest yes. fumble of all time. Never hang out with Darren Till, bro. That's the thing. Never hang out with Darren fucking Till. Here's here's my thing. I'm not a big conspiracy guy, but that card, people pre-ordered that card like you wouldn't believe. For Nate Diaz's last fight, and especially against uh, Chemayev, I feel like there's more more to it than, than what we, uh, as the consumer, are getting. Like, nobody's, no doctor has ever gone into somebody's room while they're cutting weight and say, you got to stop. It wouldn't surprise me. The way this this machine works is if UFC sent a doctor to go check on Chemayev and tell him to stop. And then you switch it out. Nate Diaz gets Tony Ferguson, who has a better chance of winning, guarantees, uh, doesn't guarantee, but has a highly, uh, highly better odds that Nate would come back to the UFC after he does whatever he's going to do, box Jake Paul, uh, and then do the Connor uh, Connor fight for UFC 300, as opposed to him fighting Kamzat. Kamzat beats the ever living shit out of him, <laughs> and then they don't have they don't have the Nate Connor trilogy, which would which would break the bank again for UFC. Nate Connor so, three I'll... probably probably wins the uh, the award of highest pay-per-view of all time to be honest you know how you know how stacked that card would be if they headline 
Yeah. UFC 300, that card would be absolutely bananas. And it lines up with, what, the summertime, though? Yeah. So, Maybe International Fight Week, who knows? That might be a little, it might be, might be a little earlier than that. I remember UFC 200, man. That was, that was back in the days where me and my buddies were, we had about six of us putting 10 bucks in, and that was still expensive for us all. We were getting cases of Mountain Dew fucking 15 years old cases of mountain dew all putting 10 bucks in watching i think a donald cerrone or something was on that card that was that was the life dude yeah man it's all right it's, it's come uh it's it's come a long way the just uh even the production everything like that so i'm i'm super pumped for this card um well when i say super pumped i'm super pumped for uh and and to see how the the main shakes out more of a curiosity uh for the main but the I'm main is sneaky dude it's almost like rockhold versus uh Bisbing back in the day it feels a little sneaky like that but <laughs> yeah for yeah, every fight course. for every fight that we see that ends up like rockhold versus Bisbing, there's like 10 of them that the favorite just steamrolls though so yeah, well, but hey, it's a fist fight, man, and these guys are both pros. A kid, fifty-fifty, like like I said earlier. Who are um, you thinking? One... Who are you thinking for uh, for your dog of the week and lock of the week? Uh, dog's got to be Ty, right? Yeah, I think I think that's a that's a consensus there. Me and you will both have Ty. And lock of the week did, did we say olberg right olberg i'm thinking olberg I'm, I'm down with olberg or um malarkey i like both of them i should do maybe maybe lock of the week is the fucking parlay of them both yeah i don't mind that at all i think malarkey gets them out of there and i think olberg gets them out of there i think they both get get finishes it's not a bad bet. I bet you. Let me check the odds on that. I bet you that gets even money. Let me just pull I this would, quick. I would go as crazy as saying Tafa, Elberg, and Malarkey by finish, by KO. I'm not that far. I don't like Tafa that much. Yeah, dude. If we get if we throw Malarkey and Olberg together, it's minus one ten. Yeah, I would do that. I would do that. Lock of the week, Malarkey, and and Ulberg. All right. You put Ulberg by KO. I'd go. I'd go Ulberg by KO for certain. I think he gets him out of there for sure. I bet you him by Ulberg by KO and Malarkey just money line. That's yep. got to be that. Probably puts that plus something. That's gonna that's gonna be be plus probably one forty one fifty probably. I bet. Because odds haven't come out yet, but there it is. That's the lock. It's going to be Olberg by knockout and Jamie Malarkey, plus money on that parlay. And then the dog. Um, bam, I, bam. Oh, Dude. you know what? I can I can tell you right now. I can tell you right now. I don't know why you don't get it. So if if we have Malarkey, right? Yeah. And then we have Olberg. Um. When, oh, maybe Manel Cop. Oh, it's not giving it to me. All right. So mine are coming out. Like, I have Ty uh, by KO is plus 300 right now. 
Tie by KO is plus 300. That's that's laughable. Our boy is, is getting that money. Which I don't understand because I have him um, by KO under two and a half. And I got it yesterday at, oh man, what is it? 285 KO under two and a half. Jeez. So the, they're, they're swinging. They're swinging on on Volkov. Money's coming in on Volkov. No way, bro. I mean, yeah, money has come in because my first bet was was like plus 170 for, for Ty. So, yeah, money's coming in on Volkov. That's fine, man. That's That's fine. I'm cool with that too. I have no problem with that. You want to throw some money on Volkov? I'll throw some money on Ty. We'll get we'll get back and forth on it. So, all right, uh, all right, buddy. It was uh, another another good one, and uh, we got some exciting cars coming up too after this, though. Yeah, we do. We got uh, some real good ones down the line. We'll get to talk about John Jones again. Don't get to talk about him very often. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you all for for listening. And Tim, it was good. Yes, sir.